This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It is double feature time again. I'm your host, Jonathan Roberts, and I'm joined this week by Joanne So. Hello. Hello. Before we get going, let's just say it's time to step on the gas. If you're listening on Google, Apple Podcast, or Spotify, do like, rate, review. That's gas. Google, Apple, Spotify. Spells gas. Yeah, I don't, I don't even get paid for this kind of genius, this, <laughs> this wealth of talent and entertainment. <clears throat> anyway, yes, do like, rate, reviewers. Anyway, big film this week is Zombieland Double Tap, a long-awaited sequel. Semi-awaited <laughs> sequel, is yeah. it? Well, the first Zombieland came out in 2009. Their sequels had a bit of, uh, I wouldn't say production hell, but it's been held up. Zombieland was a justified hit. It was very good. It was Everyone good. loved Zombieland. It was a fresh take on zombies. Yeah. Zombies yeah. were just getting going. you got to remember that it was a long time ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. The Walking Dead hadn't even started then. <laughs> and I, it, well, I, it gave, kind of gave Jesse Eisenberg a career. Zombieland, when it, it came out in 2009, it was, it's, like you say, it's a different take because it's like, it's funny, it's not scary, it's, it's quite, you know, irreverent humour. It's very and, light horror. Yeah, very and light. I think at that time, it should be like the zombie films, like your Resident Evil, where it's just gore and slasher and, you know, action. Or the Dawn of the Dead yeah, thing. The yeah, the scary one. Yeah. So this, I mean, Zombieland was... Yeah, a very different take. Well, it was a fun meta take. Yep. It, it was kind of like, like Scream did for mm. slasher films. It knew what the rules were. In fact, yep. the rules are throughout the entire thing. Rule number one, cardio. And of course, you have characters who don't really have names other than the places that they come from. So he's Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus. Woody Harrelson is Tallahassee. Emma Stone is Wichita. And Abigail Breslin was uh, Little Rock. So now it's 10 years on. And, well, not much has changed, really. I mean, the only thing that has changed is that Abigail Breslin is now an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She has grown up. Um, that, and that's about it. It's, it's very much the same film. And I'm not sure if the script is the same script that they've been hoofing around for a decade. But so that, that, that's what bugged me quite a fair bit for this film. It's like, obviously, they, ad- they had to address the Abigail Breslin, the 10 years of growing mm. up. But it's like, you know, so what happened in the ten years? They've been sticking, staying around together in the in the same White House where they when they found their new home was White House, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like, don't tell me nothing has happened in ten years. It's just very strange. It felt like you know maybe a few months. So they address the ten years. Obviously, they have to because Abigail Breslin has grown up, and but the whole movie didn't feel like ten years has passed because it's still still the same. Everybody still seems the same, and. You, don't tell me there's nothing has happened in 10 years of just four of you staying together, you know? Well, they allude to that they've met some other people along the way. The synopsis for this, essentially, is that 10 years on, they're quite adept zombie killers, apparently, but they're still in the same clothes. Anyway, along the way, Abigail Breslin and Emma Stone take off, and then Abigail Breslin runs off uh, looking to find this hallowed place, this... this uh, commune where everything's wonderful and there's no zombies so the gang take off after it. That's about it really. (laughs) Unfortunately if you watch the trailer a lot of the zombie kills that you see there are actually just the credit sequence. So the credit sequence is very much the same. It's it's a Metallica track. It is slow motion as they kill zombies and crash through the the credits, the letters go all over the place, they interact with it. So instead of Bill Murray's place, which happened last time, they're in the White House. It can sound very geeky, and you think, okay, well, it's a comedy. 
but it's also a film that set, sets out its own rules. Mm. And it wasn't an anything goes film. It wasn't completely wacky, anything can happen. So when Madison turns up, who's played by Zoe Deutsch, very good. Very, Zoe very Deutsch. good. Yep. Uh, thank goodness she's in this film because God knows how unbearable <laughs> it could have been otherwise. Um, she says, oh, she's been staying 10 years in this mall. And they're just saying, yeah, things have happened. Things are 10 years later. Or indeed, when they meet Berkeley, the hippie, who's a pacifist. Mm. Now, no he's, violence, he's no about the same age as Abigail Breslin. How has he managed to stay alive if he is? I mean, then again, maybe he's just lying. I don't know. Yeah, they've just basically stuck on it's 10 years later without really thinking about it. It just feels like it's very convenient, like a slap on. It's just yeah. like, oh, let's get on with it. And it's, But does this, the this whole feel like... Um, do you really want to have a sequel like this? Because after watching it, it felt like it's a very lazy take on a sequel. It's just, let's get on over it. I mean, you can see from like how the actors are... Okay, Woody Harrison is just being Woody Harrison again. It's just like, okay... But it's great. I mean, yeah. Woody Harrelson is always watchable, especially yeah. in, his, in this role. But like you say, I think they've forgotten what made the first one great. Yeah. So whereas the first one referenced zombie films at the time, we've had so many. We've had mm. a zombie explosion. Yeah. A true zombie apocalypse <laughs> of in comics and film and TV and everything. And yet you don't want to reference them mm. at all. Mm. Or like the seriousness of The Walking Dead. And like yeah. all you get is a comedy. He picks up the comic, The Walking Dead, which was already out for six years when Zombieland first came. He goes, oh, that's not very believable. Well, the rest of them, I mean, okay, Emma Stone looks the same. All three, three of the other cast still look the same. I mean, also on the what made the first one work is I think they've forgotten Woody Harrelson's backstory. Mm. It, it seems like a lot's been jettisoned. Yeah. Uh, but there's talk of a lot of cutscenes that have not made the film. So in the first one, it turns out that Woody Harrelson is not a redneck gun-toting... Well, he is, but it's just an act. Mm. And originally he was a loving stay-at-home dad with and zombies kill his children but yeah why is he yeah. still no that's why it's like I felt that you know the first one you know it, it actually weave in the backstories on yeah. each individual characters and this one I think certain parts they try but I think the rest is just it's just a let's do it for the sake of doing it's like you know it's just brainless thing for them well, for... how did Madison survive for 10 years in a fridge but yeah maybe a bit of how she survived yeah. would be good I mean, she's a really good character, and as ditzy as she is, she livens up the entire thing. Mm. She really does balance out Emma Stone, who... Okay, for me, Emma Stone looks like like a character looking to leave. Yeah. <laughs> One eye on the exit. You really feel like they're just doing it for the paycheck, that's it. Well, I don't know. Jesse Eisenberg seems very pleased to be there. <laughs> oh, he's like not. his character. His, <laughs> his character's kind of found himself in Zombieland, and he's quite happy there. <laughs> Similarly, Jesse Eisenberg seems to be looking at this as, hey, another, a second chance. Hooray! <laughs> on the subject of Jesse Eisenberg, it really depends on how much you can stand his type of acting, his shtick. Range is not a word that comes to mind when you think of Jesse Eisenberg. He's just playing... Twitchy, neurotic. It's the same uh, thing over and over again, so... And the thing that you'll have seen in the trailers, of course, is that Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley, very much of the Jesse Eisenberg school of acting, of uh, twitchy, <laughs> neurotic, uh, nerdy kind of thing. Anyway, they have, like, they have a meeting... The, these mirror images of the characters. The, yeah, the meeting between Middleditch and Eisenberg was excruciating. It went on for so long as yeah. they compare. Well, Columbus has the R rules. The rules and flag uh, stuff. Flag stuff has the commandments. commandments. 
and they compare and contrast and they're geeking out at each other. Yeah. At that moment where Emma Stone's character and um, Rosario Dawson's, mm. I think she plays Nevada. Anyway, the two ladies were just looking at the the four men going on and on and on and they're just rolling their eyes. I, I felt the same thing. Oh, I, I genuinely wanted to claw my way out. Uh, it, was, it was like, how do I... This, this cannot go on. Yeah. This cannot go on. It just went on. It really went yeah. on. Rosario Dawson also doing kind of Rosario Dawson stuff, but very welcome with it. I mean, Rosario Dawson is generally great anyway. Not given too much to do, apart from another inexplicably existing person. I don't know. It's, it's, In the middle it's, of, was it? Um, Graceland. Oh, Graceland. Well, just, just near Graceland. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's not terrible. And there were a lot yeah. of laughs in those. Yeah. There's one particular bit with the uh, Italian zombie kill that got a huge laugh. <laughs> yes. The second half, or last third of it, just doesn't seem to have been planned out properly no. at all. It's it's a it's sort of an ending. It doesn't really make sense that. That's why it doesn't make sense. Like you know, at this so-called um, co- commune that they're in, mm. and they're having all these parties and lights and fireworks. Yeah. You know, you mean it's they've like, done it all before. Yeah. Surely. So why why is why are the zombies going there now? Just because of course our four leads are there. Yeah. So it's just everything is just very convenient. You know, the, the, there's potential to the whole plot, but it's just not developed. It's just very lazy. I think lazy. a lot has been cut out. Like yeah. at the start, you get introduced to three new types of zombies because the zombies have evolved. Mm-hmm. That's something that changed. Yeah. You have uh, the Hawking, which is super smart. You have the Ninja, mm-hmm. which is super stealthy. Mm-hmm. And you have the Homer, which is super dumb. And you barely see them again. So a lot's been cut out. There there's must be stuff that's on the floor. No, but even like the the final place where you know the big battle and mm. it it feels very recycled. Is I've definitely seen this thing in before. I, in other zombie films, yeah, probably. Is, <laughs> is, I think it might be one of the Resident Evils, but I don't know which chapter because that's so oh the many. tower thing. Yeah, it's it's tower. Mm. It's just but they don't do anything with it. That's the thing. Is it's like there's so many things that you'll say oh someone else has done that mm. but you don't comment on it like the first one did what was great was about the first one it commented on the stuff and this one just it's usually in zombie films now nice places turn out to be very bad places always <laughs> it's a trope that you find some place that everyone's like oh welcome come in yeah. whether it's zombie films or not like the rain on netflix or book of eli you oh, find yeah, a little yeah, place yeah, in the right. in the middle of the wasteland mm. and it looks great and then you go in. They're usually cannibals. Yes. You know, there's, there's something. This yes. is something that's been referenced a lot, and they just why they don't pick up on it, I don't know. I really don't know why these people are back for this. I mean, it's not a bad sequel, but why? You know, if you really it will want pass to- the time. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's just not as funny as it could be. Well, then again, there's nothing else to watch. If you have already watched Terminator, there's not really a lot of things to watch. So I'm sure you'll do well. <laughs> well. On the subject of other things to watch. <laughs> yes, go see Terminator. Terminator is still great. Zombieland, yeah, double tap. If you just really want to zone out and have a very non-committal kind of film experience, sure. On Netflix, there is also stuff. There's The Laundromat with Meryl Streep, directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's got a gloriously camp Gary Oldman and Antonio Banderas. There's also Dolomite Is My Name, which is Eddie Murphy's... Uh, comeback film and it's a very good film as well it is listed on Netflix as raunchy heartfelt intimate (laughs) 
which kind of sums it up, really. It's uh, <laughs> it's the story of Rudy Raymore, who is a struggling nightclub comic, who's struck upon the idea of doing really rude party records, where people, you know, is recorded at a party, and it's just a whole bunch of really rude jokes, or just, you know, swearing. By the way, there's a lot of swearing in this. <laughs> when they say raunchy, <laughs> they mean F-bombs dropped aplenty. Carpet bombed. Uh, but it is also heartfelt because he goes out of his way to build a small crew together and then he makes this film called Dolomite, which is a really terrible film. It's a really bad film. He can't fight. He's, it's in the height of black exploitation and kung fu, so it's early 70s, right? Mm. Filmed on an, a budget of like zero dollars. Uh, even blows up his cousin's car at one point accidentally but anyway and he can't fight he's overweight so all those <laughs> but he doesn't care they just make it uh it's a really good turn by wesley snipes as this uh as the director of the film who's just can't bear to be there <laughs> anymore is yeah it's it's really heartfelt because he is he, about guys fighting for his team and I encourage you to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's wonderful. Hooray! <laughs> what else? Coming up. Um, yeah. The King. We will be reviewing The King next week. Timothy Chalamet. Robert Pattinson <laughs> with an just French accent. <laughs> Two heartthrobs in one film. Yes, yes. Uh, women who admire that kind of scrawny man shape is <laughs> <laughs> with a boyish face. Um, I'm just wondering whether is Netflix doing a um, Our Pets tribute because Twilight is going to be out this week too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, could be, could be. They usually launch these things in, I yeah. think. The King uh, has quite a pedigree. It's co-written by Joel Edgerton from Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> among other things. No, Joel Edgerton, of course, uh, he's had some Netflix dealings before. He was, uh, he was in Bright with Will Smith. Well, if you want another Star Wars connection, there's Ben Mendelsohn in it too. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's uh, He's got a big wig on for this one. <laughs> But it's produced by Brad Pitt's Plan B company as well. But yeah, Joel Edgerton writing it. And of course, he was also in the best film about MMA fighting there ever was, which is called The Warrior with Tom Hardy. It's a really good film. Oh, that one. Okay, mm. okay, yep. If you can find that on your Netflix, HBO, or Amazon Prime, well worth the watch. But Netflix <laughs> is finishing with a very strong year. A very strong year. Because... Um, they also have Martin Scorsese's epic The Irishman, which I've seen. We'll be reviewing that further down the line. And, of course, they are also releasing the epic, the wonderful, a sequel to The Princess Switch. The Princess Switch switched again. Now, in this sequel, Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne and hits a rough patch with Kevin. So it's up to Stacy to save the day before a new lookalike, party girl Fiona, foils their plans. That's three Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Might be reviewing those, I don't know. If you're not in the mood for a film, also I'd recommend Daybreak, a semi-zombie apocalypse series set in California. Basically, lots of high school students get cliquey. Effects of an apocalypse wipe out all the adults, apart from a few who turn into monsters. It's really fun. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. Thank you for joining me, Joanne. You're welcome. And thank you to you at home for listening. And until another double feature next time, goodbye. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. 
You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstance.com and bt.sg. 